Please find enclosed papers that relate to a, a decision taken by the Home Secretary to deprive your daughter Shamim Begum of her British citizenship. In light of the circumstances of your daughter, the notice of the Home Secretary, Secretary's decision has been served on file today, 19th February, and the order removing her citizenship has subsequently been made. Okay, then. So that's Shamima Begum, Shamima Begum, um, being given the letter that told her, four years ago this was, being given the letter that told her that the Secretary of State has decided to revoke her British citizenship. Quite an unprecedented move at the time. Um, threw up a lot of questions around whether or not that was possible to do, whether or not it was legal um, because of issues like leaving somebody stateless. Um, and all these, all these sort of issues have come up. So that was four years ago. Fast forward to today. And um, there's been appeals. There's been... Uh, gradually you know higher and higher level appeals and there's now been yet another appeal um, by Shamomi Begum turned down um, to return back to the UK so right I think I need to introduce my friend Ollie who's uh, someone I've known for a very long time we often have um, discussions with each other on Twitter so I thought it'd be good to get him on Ollie let's get our cards on the table now and say so do bring her home or not straight away like we'll, we'll we'll get into the discussion but as you far as you where you stand right now and i guess there might be some context around it but basically bring her home or not so i think you may be surprised at my answer i think yes she should come home but there's a lot of context to why i think yes and i have all right so now i want to know yeah now i want to know yes so you think she should come home and what like what what's what should be the basic then process that happens to her once she's back so just to, like, is she, can you, do, you, do you think she should be tried in a court just to put my cards on the table i think that my yes point of view for her coming back here is quite a left-leaning view but then my other view which is that i think she should be tried for treason and i don't really understand the whole grooming argument is more right-leaning so I suppose I've got two points of view here with two sort of sides of the political spectrum on one issue. Um, and, I mean, honestly, when I was 15, I knew very well what was right or wrong when it is this black and white. So she knew what she was doing when she went over there and who she joined up with and the evil that those people possessed. Um I mean, we've yeah. Heard, so we've... I've got a quote. I've got a quote here. I've got a quote here that backs up what you're saying. So I've I've been reading. I've been reading basically the judgment that was laid down. It's a, you know that you can go and you read the 76 page um, document. And I've so I've done I've done some serious homework on this. And so I might be able to drop in some quotes to evidence what either of us are saying. But there is one on the 19th of February 2019. There was an interview with a BBC journalist. I may have a clip from it later. Um, and um, she was asked about the Manchester Arena attack. Um, and she kind of like flippantly described it as a kind of retaliation. Um, and she, she also used the words fair justification. Um, I've got my own views on that interview. I feel like she was basically a bit like a deer in headlights and didn't quite know what she was saying. But either way, she did say, even though I was only 15 years old, I could make my own decisions back then. 
I do have the mentality to make my own decisions and I did leave on my own knowing that it was a risk. So, I mean, she summed up what I think herself, <laughs> which says it all. Um, but, so that that sort of... That was four years ago. That was, it's worth, worth pointing out, I think, you know, because I've got a couple of different interviews and stuff to, to sort of play up. There's a big change that happened between that you and you see it physically between um four years ago when she did that interview um and the interviews we see her do today i mean one of the most obvious physical changes is that um she no longer wears a hijab um and she wears a, a nike baseball cap in most interviews now um instead and she you know no longer wears um conservative traditional um islamic dress she wears the last interview i saw her in she was wearing i think it was a pink vest top so she you know she's changed a lot and and the things she said in the interviews back then definitely are different to the things she says in interviews now so that's you know i i do think that it's possible to take into account that she may have changed basically i think that's a fair point but if someone murdered someone four years ago right and they didn't get caught until four years later and then that person says oh well i didn't actually want to murder that person four years ago just let me off do you, do you not think it's a similar sort of an analogy yeah yeah well yeah i guess so i guess so but i do think that within these with like things like this you have to um take every individual case on its own merits and like what what you know analogies that may work traditionally don't work because of the unique circumstances that that she finds herself in i mean okay so you you put your cards on the table that you think she should come home and face trial as a terrorist for treason yeah. um like my cards are a bit more bit more muddled i'm gonna be straight up like i've flip-flopped on this idea uh on this um topic many times because new information keeps coming forward you know we we went from knowing very little to knowing so much more because she did all these interviews um from various you know refugee camps um and now we've almost gone back to knowing very little again because the recent decision in court um was so heavily influenced by evidence that was given in secret because there was a lot of evidence from the security service from mi5 that was given in a closed court um, to protect, for whatever reasons, you know, to protect people, to protect um, national security. Um, and it seems that one of the key elements, reading through this judgment, and uh, it is that one of the key elements that have been in this decision um, has been based on that evidence that we don't know. So it's really difficult, I think, for us to kind of... So my cards are on the table. I'm still not 100% certain because I almost feel like I've got to trust the judgment of the people who have a lot more information than I right now. My my gut... So the cards on my table that are my gut cards, my gut instinct cards, are that she should be brought home because she, you know, for, for a lot of the reasons you said, she's British, she was born in Britain... Um, she was groomed here, whether or not, you know, we agreed necessarily on that. I don't know, but, you know, I believe she was groomed. 
and that grooming took place here. I think it's kind of non, non, not, not kind of up for for discussion that she was young. She was a child when it happened. Like that's a statement of fact. And you know, we the, if if anyone else was basically taken into a criminal underworld as a child and then went on to become a criminal, we would still have a great amount of sympathy for them in other situations. So, for example, if, um, you know, Madeleine McCann was found now and she was found because she was facilitating people smuggling for a gang that had, you know, had abducted her when she was a child, we wouldn't all of a sudden turn on Madeleine McCann um, and basically be accusing her of crime. So, um, yeah, I think we are probably in somewhat of an agreement. I don't know. Is there anything there you... You aren't you are you, you you aren't agreeing with. I still think she's of sound of mind when she's fifteen. Um, it, it's it. I do completely see that it's a bit of a murky, um, a murky argument. Her age, because some fifteen-year-olds are a lot more mature than others. I I completely get that. That's that can be argued for or against. And then yeah, in terms of her coming back here, like. Why should Bangladesh take her into their country? There's no reason at all for them to take this lady into their country because she broke laws in the UK. Makes no sense at all. I don't understand well, that she'd argument. Never even, she'd never even... There's no evidence to suggest she's even ever been to Bangladesh. Well, exactly. I think she's got some sort of like family connections. That doesn't mean we should just drop her off there and say... Yeah, well, you're right. Exactly. Her, her, par- her parents were Bangladeshi. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, they lived, she grew up in Bethnal Green in London. She went to Bethnal Green Academy. She, and, and this is, you know, she was doing her, about to start doing her A-levels where she was predicted A's and A-stars. Um, and she basically ended up following a Tumblr blog or her and her friends ended up following a Tumblr blog of a, um, Muslim cleric that was, um, preaching um islamic fundamentalism and they 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 really sort of fell into this um this world online and uh, you know so she is 23 now i believe so i you know she's a, a lot older than me but still you know that is such a young age at 23 i so how old was she when when it happened so she was like 15 16 i'm trying to think what i was doing about 15 or 16 years old and i you know that is a really susceptible age to being um groomed or, or or even just brainwashed or you know um we the majority of 15 and 16 year olds luckily it goes they they they, they fall for bands and music and culture and um art and you know things that are, are worthwhile pursuing but for a small number of people they fall into following something a lot more scary whether it be incel culture and misogyny or you know and i just see it on the same plane as that you know i see shamima begum being sucked into um the world of the uh caliphate the you know the isis and isil as not being any different from teenage boys who are getting sucked into andrew tate misogyny or um 4chan incel life you know like these are just young people falling down a a, a pit hole um and then you know the evidence as well that the the 
there are so many adults and like responsible adults really who were responsible directly for her you know leaving the country and going to to syria because you um you've got um people traffickers you've got the people online you've got um even a canadian spy allegedly involved in this process you know i just think once you take all of that into account you can see you've basically got a 15 year old girl who doesn't really matter what she thinks if she thinks she was responsible for her own um uh behavior then i think that if anything that you know there's a parad paradoxically proves that she wasn't responsible for her own behavior um because she can't even see that like she was being influenced by so many people i do see what you're saying but on top of that she did have to put in a hell of a lot of effort to go halfway across the world to sort of start putting herself into these situations it wasn't like she sort of walked down the road to her her local sort of mosque it's a bit different you've got to get on a plane which probably isn't easy at this time to fly to syria even if you're stopping off at dubai on the way or wherever you need to go to get there um but i suppose we're we're always going to disagree on how sound a mind you can have at the age of 15 um maybe you're right and i can't remember what i was doing or what i was thinking at the age of 15 and i could have been just as easily persuaded to go off and do some silly things or believe in some daft extremists or, or something like that um but at the end of the day she's been i mean Probably my politest way of putting it is she'd been very naive and ignorant. Um, and the question is whether you should be tried for treason for being naive or ignorant when you're a 15 year old. And I, I think, I think it's a lot more complicated than being left wing or right wing, to be honest. Yeah. Even though and that, this has become politicized. Yeah, of course. And, and even if you, even if you can sort of, fit different arguments into those spectrums if you like it is it is a bit of a it is a tricky argument and i don't know any of the laws the, the law, law side of things at all i'm not going to pretend that i do um but i suppose i do think that she should go to prison for what she's done that's where we disagree yeah. well i think ultimately as well then what's happened one of the um things that's important to remember about this conversation now between you and I is that essentially we're discussing the secondary thing that we I think both agree wants to happen which is that she is at least given a chance in court um you know under the British justice system to make her case and either be found guilty of um voluntarily becoming a enemy uh to the country or not and and then being either punished or not punished or you know for for that crime the the discussion at the moment is based on um should she even come back um so as it stands the answer to that is no as it stands you know the government have decided um or, or the commission i should say have decided that, that there is no um reason that the previous decisions should been shouldn't be upheld um so that, again, we don't we're not in, sort of in possession of all of the facts, but it does surprise me. It surprises a lot of people 
I mean, one one reason I think it surprises even people who see her as a threat is that um, you would think that you know you it's better to keep your enemies close. You know, it when if if she's kept abroad, it is far easier for her to go unmonitored. And you know, if if she's that much of a threat, then having her in you know um the country able to be so i uh, you know that could be one element to it um i don't know um whether or not um it would make it safer um but one assumes that a risk assessment on this sort of thing has been carried out i must admit watching the interviews with her she doesn't come across to me as like an incre incredibly dangerous person now i want to be clear you know i don't i'm not I understand that it's important not to be flippant in a way that is, you know, me saying, well, she, oh, she doesn't look dangerous to me. You know, that I, I, I'm aware that, like, you shouldn't, you know, it's impossible to judge whether someone looks dangerous or not. But her character, her tone, the things she's saying in more recent interviews. So I'll play, I'll play a clip from um, uh, an interview she's um, did fairly recently um, uh, uh, when she was being uh, interviewed on Good Morning Britain. Of course, I am completely sorry for anyone who has been affected by ISIS. You know, I in no way agree, like agree with what they did. I don't. I'm not trying to justify what they did. It's not just. It's not justifiable to kill innocent people in the name of religion. And I just want to apologise. One of the reasons. One of the reasons that you uh, were stripped of your British citizenship, I would imagine, was partly because of the tone that, that you adopted and the things that you said in those in those first interviews with the press and then on camera. But it's also because British intelligence presented evidence to the authorities here that said that you were very directly involved in terrorist activity. They didn't allege that you actually carried out bombings or attacks, but they did, for example, say that on a number of occasions you would personally stitch a suicide bomber into his suicide vest, into his suicide belt. You would prepare them for a terrorist attack. You were part, very, a very active part of an act of terrorism. Did you? No, I did not. And th th I am willing to go to court and face the people who are making these claims and refute these claims because I know that I did not do any, anything in ISIS apart from be a mother and a wife. And these claims, I think, are just being made to make me look worse because the government don't actually have anything on me. I just assume the decision is based on why she went there in the first place and who she was hanging around with there. Um, very dangerous people. And I suppose with these interviews and stuff, just playing devil's advocate on you thinking she's sort of a changed person, do you not think that there's an element of lawyers telling her what to say so she can stay in the UK and, and, and the British media try and sympathise with her, which... It's happening in some regards, but not, not completely. She's she's clearly now got good legal support, but I mean everyone's legally entitled to that. Um, if she was given a chance to um, come to the UK and was held, you know, heard in a court for treason or terrorism or whatever, um, she would be given legal representation there too, and you know she'd be. Um, given advice on how to present herself um you know at the moment um a lot of this is based on tv interviews which is a very different 
set up to if she was being you know if this was evidence given under interview um it's very i think unfair in a way to use an interview of somebody four years ago that you know was on a refugee camp whilst there were women um who she said were threatening to set her tent on fire with her and her baby inside it at night um you know then they were intimidating her to say certain things she was scared for her life but i think this is probably one of those topics that given that we don't have all of the information we probably naturally feel we can't come to a, a strong argument either way and perhaps those those people who feel so strongly she shouldn't return back for whatever reason need to admit that they're probably um doing so out of a slightly irrational fear or an irrational belief of some kind um given that they cannot because we don't have it show the evidence as to why she would be dangerous i'm not saying that, that means it's the wrong decision because you know like i said at the beginning i think to a certain extent we've just got to accept that there are good reasons why evidence wasn't um published in public um and as difficult as it is to do uh, except that the right decision has been reached based on on that evidence but trust in the police is at an all-time low trust in government is at an all-time low um this has got a story brings in you know lots of emotional responses um with every you know there there, there are ties to immigration there are ties obviously to terrorism there are ties to um racism and so it becomes a very kind of i think a much more murkier story and already very complex and you know tag board story becomes far more murky given the the context that the, especially the media presents it in and social media does yeah you're you're completely right i suppose the the main thing that we've sort of agreed on and come to a conclusion on is with banishing her from this country where she's born and bred, she is a British citizen. Where are we banishing her to? That's my, um, that's my confused part of of all this. So we banishing her back to Syria where she chose to get on a plane and join ISIS. I, I don't know. They they don't have to take her either. So I suppose that's the big question. And I suppose to me, this is the common sense part of it: is that she should be allowed to stay in this country, be tried as a British citizen in this country, and then we hear the evidence and we go from there. That's my... Yeah. That's my two pence. Nice. Well, I think we've put that topic to rest for today. I'm sure it will come up again. Um, It's been an interesting case to follow on. There will be probably subsequent appeals to this decision, um, and I expect it will not be a story which... Uh, we will um, finish hearing about for a long time. It's been awesome to have your um, thoughts on Ollie. Thanks very much and thanks for listening. Catch you soon. Bye.